0: um because uh, uh, I would there's a lot of things I was known for and uh, when I started preaching so uh, I as uh, pastor said I've been known to sing and that's because God gave me the gift of singing and I love to sing but they like to hear me sing so they say you preach what you I said, okay, I gotta, I gotta do what the people want. So, uh, <laughs> the paying customers. So what I do is I uh, always sing, and people j- joke me about that that, I'm, uh, that I sing. But then also, I'm a teacher, and I'm passionate about education. So I try to make sure in my messages that I do teach. So, uh, and then today I'm gonna do something I ain't done in a while. And even as I was sitting there, I said, oh, next week? Oh, wow. It's OK, I got some other things came that the Lord sent me. But I just want you to just pray with and for me. Um, I do give you greetings from Mount Pleasant Church and Ministries, where uh, Bishop Clifford M. Johnson is the senior pastor. And I have been laboring in the vineyard for years. <laughs> and um, uh, But I'm just glad to be here with you. And I pray that the Lord will um, not only speak to your spirit, but speak to your needs. So let's pray. Most gracious Father, we thank you and we praise you for this day, for this day and this time. We pray right now, Lord, that you give us listening ears and hearts that would see, would receive your word. We pray right now that your word would go past this frame, past this um, thing of clay and hit the airways, Lord, and would hit and minister the situations and circumstances, and that it would take root, not just be something that we know and walk away with today, but in the days to come, we may be able to meditate and we may be able to use. Now, we thank you for this place called the Upper Room. We thank you for its leadership, for Pastor Thompson, and for his family, Lord, and for all the membership, and we pray that you continue to use them as a beacon light in this dark world. Now, we pray right now, Lord, to use the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart, and it will be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord and my Redeemer. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. So as a as a introduction, um, I think I just want you to kind of just even though today is Sunday, just think about what's going on. Um, uh, some people, yeah, whether you listen to the news, you watch the news, you read the news, Um, There's a lot of things going on, and uh, depending on what has your attention today or at this moment, so whether you're still in the COVID camp and you're just watching the COVID stuff, if you are looking at the weather and you're watching the tornadoes and that piece, whether you're an educator and you're watching the school stuff, there is a lot going on. And because there's a lot going on, it kind of causes us to ask some questions. And so, a lot of times, you know, other theologians, like, you know, your pastor and I, will sit down and we'll pontificate and we'll talk about the deep things. But we know that even you probably sit down and have conversations at lunch, you know, at the beauty shop, while you're getting your nails did your feet did, while you're at the hairdresser, while you are waiting in Walmart or whatever, you are also having those conversations as everybody is talking about the events of what's going on. One sad situation, I know I was in a a Uber, and I want you to honestly promise me you're going to do this. You'll pray for this person. I was Ubering from church uh, home, and this guy, his name is Jason, so pray for Jason. You don't need to know the last name, Jason. He picked me up and he said, uh, do you go to this church? And I said, yes, I do. He says, well, I, you might have asked you a question. And I said, okay, you can ask me a question. And he said, well, I'm really struggling with this God thing right now. And I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, I I was brought up in the church and I know God and I'm saved and I know all about this, but I'm just struggling with this God thing right now. So I said, didn't tell him I was a minister, I just said, okay, so what, wh- how can I help you? He said, well, I was recently incarcerated and he was incarcerated for child support. He was incarcerated for, ch- for child support, but he never got the letter. He was incarcerated for child support and was only $1,000. He was incarcerated for child support out of state for $1,000, and he was in there for a month. So he's telling me this, and he's driving me, and he says, you know what, let me tell you what I did. He said, I prayed. And he said, they treated me so bad. He said, I couldn't even eat. I didn't even eat anything. And he said, you know what, while I was praying, my, nobody had any money, nobody was around, and my grandparents had to actually sell or you know, sell something because he was in jail, couldn't work, <laughs> couldn't do anything. And he said, I really am having a problem with this God thing. And they said, "You know, uh, you know, they got the $1,000, they got me out. And everything. And you think that's it. So I'm like, well, I'll pray for you. He says, yeah, because I really don't know. And people are saying God ain't real. And they're saying all this stuff is going on. Before he left, he dropped another one on me. Now, this is really God working. And I had to show him God was working. Well, while he was down out of town, his his daughter's mother called the police and said he had raped her. And he said when he went to the police station, now, he now he didn't see God. I heard it. I heard God. He said, the man said, oh, you ain't got to do nothing. Don't worry about it. We got it. We, he says, the investigator said, don't worry about it. It's no problem. He said, well, do I need to stay here? He said, no, don't. you don't got to stay here. on. If there's something that happens, we will go and contact you. He said, well, well are you sure? I mean, because I don't want to, you to think I'm fleeing something. He said, no. And he didn't realize that God was working on his behalf because he could, it could have went the other way. Because the woman had made these accusations and everything was done and what have you, but what happened is the enemy ain't too bright. So when she was talking, you know, well, it was at four o'clock and, and, and then at two o'clock, well, oh, I say four o'clock, well, it was at six o'clock and then he came. So whatever the story was, the investigator was able to see through the story and realize that this woman had some ulterior motives. This is the same woman that because of the child support had him in jail two, I I think it was two weeks, not the month, two weeks for not paying child support. And he had not even gotten the letter. He had been making the payments, everything was fine. He wasn't trying to dodge his responsibility as a parent. And I wept. Because there's so many people now that are on our jobs, in our communities, in our families, in our churches that are in this same situation saying, you know what, I got an issue with this God thing. I'm looking for God. I'm trying to find God in COVID-19. I'm trying to find God in, in, in what's going on with the economy. I'm trying to find God in Afghanistan. I'm trying to find God in, in the school system. I'm just looking for God. And before I go to my points and take the title of my message, one of my fourth graders, love him, said, you know what, Mr. Baker? Jesus is coming back. I said, Is Jesus coming back? I said, what do you mean? Jesus got to deal with this COVID thing. So I know, I don't know what's going on, but Jesus coming back. I said, well, he's coming back, but I don't think it's because of COVID. So today we're gonna to take a look at Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. And as I prepare for this, I realize that I want you to walk away with one thing. I want you to resonate. I want you to pass it on to your friends, your enemies. I want you to say after me, speak to the bones. Speak to the bones. The video.
1: And he's confronted by the awesome glory of God's temple presence, but it's appearing to him in Babylon. And then Ezekiel discovers why. It's because of Israel's idolatry and injustice that has compelled God to abandon his own temple. And while there is still hope for the future, the book went on to develop Ezekiel's message of divine judgment, first for Israel and then for the nations around Israel. And then a key moment happened in chapter 33. Ezekiel receives a report that the Babylonian siege of Jerusalem is over because the city has fallen, the temple is destroyed. Ezekiel's grim words of warning came true. The exile was the most horrendous catastrophe that ever happened to Israel, and it raised the big questions of whether God was done with Israel for good. But remember, at the end of chapter 11, God promised that there was still a future beyond exile for Israel. And so the rest of the book is designed to explore Ezekiel's vision of hope, first for Israel, then for the nations, and then for all of creation. The hope for Israel begins with God promising to raise up a new David, a future Messianic king who's going to be the kind of leader that Israel needed but never got. And this new Israel who's going to come under the Messianic king's rule is going to be a transformed people. God's going to deal with the heart of their problem of rebellion by giving them new hearts. It's just like Moses promised at the end of the book of Deuteronomy. God says he's going to remove their hard hearts and send his spirit into his people to give them new soft hearts that can love and obey their God. And this idea gets developed in the next strange vision. Ezekiel sees a huge valley filled up with dry human bones and skeletons, and God tells him that it's an image, a metaphor, for Israel's spiritual state. So their rebellion against God it resulted in exile and the literal death of many people, but it was also a metaphorical death of their covenant relationship. And God tells Ezekiel that his spirit is coming to bring his people back to life. And so this wind comes and it causes all of the bones to stand up and it fills them with breath and life. And then skin grows over the bones and then all of a sudden Ezekiel sees all of these new humans standing in front of him. Now this vision, it's recalling the story about the creation of humans in Genesis chapter 2, where God made humans out of dirt and divine breath. And so Israel and all humanity have rebelled, resulting in death. And so the only hope is that God would perform a new act of creation and remake humans in such a way that they can truly live in a relationship of love with God and with each other. And so after God is going to deal with the evil that's in the hearts of his own people, some questions still remain unresolved. Like, what about the evil that's still rampant out there among the nations? And what about the future of God's dwelling place in the temple? And this is what...
0: All right. So I thought instead of sitting down there and trying to do a, a long, out um recap, that I could actually show you the video about where things are And whether you realize it or not, I thought the metaphor is very, very appropriate. There's some dry bones that are around us even now. On our jobs, in our homes, in our lives, they are dry bones. So my first point is that I want you to do as we look at Ezekiel 1 to 14, it says, The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. The first point is trust the dream. I know one of the biggest things that has happened in life, and the young people, I see it, that now people are stopped dreaming. They're, they're living for the now. They're, they're living for, there is no tomorrow because of, of what we see right here and, and crime and, and the health situation in the world. It's, it does, I have to live for today. Now, I have no problem with cop de diem. Yes, we should seize the day, make the most of the day. We need to do that. Tomorrow's not promised. But in doing that, people are are not beginning to dream. And here we see Ezekiel, all right. The prophet was now taken up in a vision. This, so you kind of think, well, wait, but this stuff happened. No, he was translated and his dream was so real that this is what he's recording. So what I, the first point I want you to do, and I don't know your situations, I don't know your circumstances, but I want you to continue to dream. In my own personal life, I, you know, I I I put God on a year notice. I, <laughs> okay, y'all don't have to like me, but I I said, God, there's something special needs to happen in a year. I I I ran down I ran down the list. I said, where I'm staying, what I'm doing, who I'm with, what I, I, I you got a year. And the interesting thing, I tell certain people, and y'all can pray too, and I'll give you the praise support, when it happens, you know. I've told people, pray for me. I said, I don't know. I'm I'm not saying I'm going to do this or, or do that. I'm going to do whatever the Lord does for me. But he's going to let me know it's him, and he's going to do what needs to be done. So in your life, in your prayer life, in your prayer closet, Talk to God about your dreams, the dreams that you have for employment, the dreams that you have for your finances, the dreams that you have for, for um, uh, personal things, the dreams that you have for your kids, the, the dreams that you have for other people. Continue to dream. I'm so happy that for the most part, a lot of the kids that I have mentored or my godchildren are at a place and they are now walking in what was a dream. Now, you know dreams can turn into nightmares. <laughs> so I talking about that's another sermon. All right. <laughs> but you want to tell your kids, you want to tell your family, tell your friends to continue to dream. And then verse two, it says, and cause me to pass by them around about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry and he said unto me son of man can these bones live and I answered Lord thou knowest again he said to me prophesy upon these bones and say unto them O ye dry bones hear the word of the Lord my second point is Some things seem simple, but they're not senseless. Again, you can see there's no flesh on these bones. You can see that the people are dead. Yet God asks the questions, can these bones live? All right, I'm going to take a moment from kids. Duh. (laughs) Duh. Duh. Yes, these bones can live. You God, you can do anything you want to do. What you mean, can these bones live? But in our humanity, sometimes we look at situations and we may spiritualize it. Oh yes, I know God will make a way. Oh yes, I know God will provide. And we really don't then realize that because we do trust God, that God wants us to do something. It's simple. He didn't ask him now, put the bones together and and start doing it. He said just a question, can they live? And, of course, Ezekiel said, well, sure, they can live. But then he told him to do something. So sometimes God is going to ask you the obvious questions. Does God want you, God, I need a blessing. Well, does God want you to prosper? and be in good health. Uh, God, I want you to, 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 to save my, my, my family. Well, does God want to save the lost? So sometimes it seems like the question is obvious. Really, the question is just simple. So with your dreams and what those things in your life, realize that God is expecting you to do something. God is expecting you to have a response. I always tell my, my, my kids and my God kids and everybody else, have a plan. Come to me with a plan. If you don't have a plan, stay away. Come with a plan. We talk with the plan. We'll work the plan. We'll change the plan. But have a plan. So what then is the plan that God has? What we need to realize that sometimes all we have to do is, my third point, just do it. Just do what God has asked us to do. Just say what God asked us to say. And I, again, he said, verse 4, prophesy unto these bones and say to them O ye dry bones hear the word of the Lord thus saith the Lord unto these bones behold I will cause breath to enter into you and ye shall live and I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord so what did Ezekiel do what did he do so I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, because God could have just said it and done it, correct? He didn't need Ezekiel to do anything. But as he was prophesying, then there was a noise. And behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And then I beheld, lo! The sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he to me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied. As he commanded me, and the breath came unto them, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dead, and our hope is lost. We are cut off for our parts. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus saith the Lord God. Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up into your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. When I've opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and put put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, then shall ye know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. Last point. Just do it. Well, Minister Baker, I, I, first of all, we know this is the metaphor. First of all, we know that in, in spiritual context that this is talking about, as, as we said, Israel and Israel states. We know that. But the, the, the point is true, with the things that we do and in, in, in our lives. So I thought about the, the statement, I you know, I do something. I say, well, sometimes people will come to you and say, I got a bone to pick with you. You heard it before? I, I don't know what bones they got. But <laughs> I don't know funny bone, leg bone. I don't know what bone they have, but they have a bone to pick with you. So my, my, my question is you. That I want to tell you today. I'm giving you permission. I'm commissioning you, to, commissioning you, to speak to the bones. So as I was coming around, and I, this is where the part I don't normally, I don't normally use props. That's what I said. I said, I said, I said wait. I said, wait a minute. This is a bone. And I said, it ain't ain't got that Halloween-y kind of thing going. So some people could think it's a back scratch or something, I guess. But I said, this is a bone. So I said, well, I need to maybe make 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 a make a visual presentation because some of you don't want to go to your job and speak to your job. Some of you don't want to go to that to that to that to that that relative that that person and speak to them. So I said maybe they need to go to the dollar store, two for a dollar. Okay, get this as a symbol, and you can speak to this in symbolism of what's going on in your life and you can say Lord you know my finances and and I am speaking to my spirit and that bone of poverty and and lack and I want you to bring this to me Lord this is the bone of healing you know the aches in my body you know the pain that's going on I'm speaking to that bone and I want it to live maybe this is somebody that you have a problem with you have an art with you say this is that bone I'm a I'm going to speak. Now, it's not just your speaking, but he spoke the word of God. See, that's what excited me. I said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean when I get to that situation that we should be speaking to COVID, we should be speaking to our children, we should be speaking to our finances, because they're all bones. And when you see them as bones, You can realize that God can not only take that bone, but he said in his word that he'll put the bone together. So speak to that toe bone. Speak to that foot bone. Speak to that ankle bone. And see how he works it all together. For your good. I got excited. I got excited about that because I said there are things going on in my life, and sometimes I worry, I toss, I turn. But now I realize I can speak to that bone in my life. I can speak to that bone in my family's life. I can speak to the bone in my friend's life. I can speak to that bone in my church. I can speak to the bone. The word of God. And then expect him to put the bones together. Expect him to put something on the bones. Expect him then to breathe into that dead situation. The Holy Spirit will, will bring it to pass. I don't know about you, but I want you. I want you to lead today without the message. Speak. To the bones. Them bones ain't going to do nothing to you. Them bones are, if you let them, they will take you to where they are rather than you be where they are. Speak to those bones. And when you speak to the bones, Ezekiel has told us, has shown us, That God through his word will work the situation out. He'll do it in his good pleasure. He'll do it in his time. He'll do it for his glory, but you're going to be blessed in the process because while you are praying for and speaking to that bone, he's going to give you peace. He's going to give you grace. He's going to give you mercy. He's going to give you understanding. He's going to give you knowledge because you are doing what he said. In times like these, we need a savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure. Your anchor holds and grips the side the solid rock that rock is jesus he's the one that rock is jesus he's the only one be very sure be very sure your anchor holds and grips the side the solid rock, my hope is built, oh, nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. But holy lead, Lord Jesus' name. As we stand. Oh, Christ the soft, let rock high stand. All other ground is sinking sand. E